What is going on and welcome to the Power of Progression podcast. I'm your host, John Marone. Thank you very much for joining us on today's episode. And please do not forget to like, subscribe, follow the podcast, write a review, and then share it out to anybody who can take the value from today's episode and put it into their life. But now it is time to help you design the life you've always wanted to live, creating the ultimate version of yourself, and jump into the episode. So let's get it popping. And on for the last 17 years, and he's generated $1.2 billion in revenue for his clients. And without agency, Chris and his team also host the largest monthly business networking event in Jacksonville, Florida, and it's called Interchanges Events. He preaches RTO, which is recognized the opportunity, and he actually ended up getting fired from his job at AOL while his wife was six months pregnant. But he looked at it and said to every single person listening, um, and we're going to get super vulnerable. But for those who do not know who you are, give us a little background of, of who you are, where you came from, a little bit of your story. Sure. So I grew up in Windsor, Ontario, right across the border from Detroit in, in Canada. And, uh, you know, kind of had a, a little bit of a rough upbringing. Uh, parents went through a divorce and I acted a fool many of my years. And I got to live up to that. This might be a little difficult. I'll do the best I can. <laughs> Absolutely, brother. I appreciate you jumping on. Um, and I know you're going to drop massive value to every single person listening. Um, and we're going to get super vulnerable. But for those who do not know who you are, give us a little background of, of who you are, where you came from, a little bit of your story. Sure. So I grew up in Windsor, Ontario, right across the border from Detroit in, in Canada. And, uh, you know, kind of had a, a little bit of a rough upbringing. Uh, parents went through a divorce and I acted a fool many of my years. So you can't relate, can you, John? No, I've never acted a fool, ever. <laughs> My wife will tell you the same exact thing. <laughs> so it was, it's, been a, uh, it's been quite a journey, for, to say the least. But um, when I was 25 years old, or about, about 24 years old, I went through a massive depression. I had this girl that I was dating that I thought I was going to marry, and uh, she, she dumped me like a rock. And uh, you know, from there, I kind of spun into this depression that I never, ever thought my mind would actually go there. It was, it was terrifying because um, I didn't realize I could feel those emotions or that I could deplete my serotonin to the place where I didn't want to live. I mean, literally. So, you know, I, I love when people start up and say, oh yeah, he's generated $1.2 billion for his customers and he's the success and all that stuff. And I'm, I go, yeah, but I remember like yesterday, <laughs> you know, <laughs> sobbing in my bed and crying in the sheets and wondering if it was ever going to get better, you know? So um, that was kind of the, the ugly start I had into business. Um, but when I was 25, I actually, I actually did kind of get on my feet. I had an incredible, incredible human being that helped me really direct my life. And it still directs my life daily. And his name was Zig Ziglar. Oof, brilliant, so, man. Brilliant man. He passed on when he was 2012, but he literally was like a second father to me. And he uh, mentored me for 12 months when I lived in Plano, Texas. I know you're in Frisco, by the way. Yes. What's going on? And you got to come back out here and hang out for a little bit. <laughs> we shall. Maybe we'll, we'll head out to Ziegler headquarters and I'll introduce you to some friends there. But yes. So yeah, Zig really changed my life. And uh, I went from, you know, kind of a depressed, young, insecure punk <laughs> is really what I was to becoming a man 
And uh, it was Zig's influence that helped me do all that when I was 25. Man, let me ask you, how did you get in touch with Zig? How did you guys make that connection? Super interested. Yeah, so the quick version, um, I was such a mess. You know, actually, I like to say I was a self-made man. Look at what a mess I made of myself because I really had messed things up so bad by the time I was 25. I had no friends. Uh, people didn't like me. I, I lost three, four jobs. I was drugs, alcohol, just everything wrong you're supposed to do. I did it. And uh, my dad kind of dragged me out of bed at, you know, noon one day and said, son, you're coming to this success seminar. And uh, it was, it was in the Palace of Auburn Hills in Michigan. And I went to it. I didn't know anything about any of these speakers, never been to one of these things, had no idea what to expect. Of course, that's our world now, right? Yep, absolutely. Um, but uh, the long and short of it is Zig was on stage and I, he just mesmerized me. I said, dad, who is this guy? He said, son, if you're going to listen to anybody out there, Listen to him. He's impacted 250 million people in his lifetime. He has spoken every country around the world, written 33 books, countless downloads of his information. And uh, so I started listening. And about uh, a year later, I'd moved to Florida. And then I, I went from getting fired everywhere to uh, I started this new job. And with the information I was learning from Zig, I actually got promoted four times in the first year. Wow. They made me VP of the company by the end of my first year with them. And I moved out to Plano, Texas, and I was running the Q Sports Clubs. So, you know, Bedford and Plano and Richardson, and we had all those clubs there. So I was the VP of marketing for them. And uh, one day, one of my employees walked into my office and said, Chris, you're going to want to take this next guest around the, around the facility. And I said, that's your job, man. I said, I just trained you guys how to do all this stuff. I said, you go out there and do it. He said, Chris, you do not understand. He said, Zig Ziglar's in the lobby. <laughs> and it was totally by chance, a total freak out moment for me. And first thing is my heart just sunk to my stomach. I was like, oh my gosh, my hero's here. The, the man that changed my life, like this is incredible. And they actually slid a driver's license across my desk to show me, look, Zig Ziglar's in the lobby. <laughs> it's not a trick. <laughs> yep. So my next, my next thought was, okay, Patterson, man up. You got to go sell a membership to the greatest salesperson alive. <laughs> and uh, so I went out there, I pretended like I didn't know him. And I, I greeted him, established rapport. I understood all of his needs and what his pain was and went through basically all of his sales process. And by the end of it, we, we set, you know, show, showed him the club, matched up his needs to his pain and all that kind of thing. We finally got into the closing room at the end. And I opened up the book and I, I used something called an alternative choice close, mm -hmm. which is something he teaches, or it's called the witch close. So it works like this. Hey, Zig, sounds like we're a perfect fit for one another. We got everything you need to help you accomplish your, your goals. Um, you can pay monthly for this fee, or you can pay in advance for this fee and save 15%. Which would you prefer? And when I did that, he, uh, <laughs> I remember he literally did this. He was, he was reading the notes and then he looked up through his glasses at me like this. And he said, son, you know exactly who I am, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> yes. I started laughing and I freaked out like a Justin Bieber fan. <laughs> oh my gosh, I can't believe you're here, Mr. Ziegler. You're amazing. You're my man. You're, you're my hero. So from that, I uh, convinced him. I said, listen, I will work three days a week on your physical fitness. I'll personally train you. If you, I'll do that for free for three hours a week. If you'll spend just one hour a week working on my mental fitness. 
Mm. And uh, once again, he looked across the desk and he said, son, I like your style. <laughs> and that's how I got Mr. Ziegler to mentor me for 12 months in, wow. in Plano, Texas. Every Sunday, I would either meet him at church or meet him afterwards for, uh, we'd go to a cafeteria called Luby's. But it was the most life-changing year of my life still to this day. Nothing has been better, which is why I went and got Ziegler Legacy certified. I'm a certified coach. I'm a certified speaker all through the Ziegler Corporation. And uh, now I'm passing on all the things that I learned to the people that I coach as well. Man, and if anybody listening to this does not know who Zig Ziegler is, you need to go find out who he is because the content is, is it's insane because it's just like Jim Rohn. Like, it is going to change lives for generations after generations after generations. And that's what Chris and I are trying to do as well. Like, we don't want to just the, the end when we end. We want the, the material, the value that we add to change lives well after we're gone. So for someone like Zig Ziglar to mentor you, that has to be probably one of the best feelings in the world to, be, to know, first off, like, this is the guy I looked up to. And by coincidence, I think it was a law of attraction, which I want to talk to you about. Yeah. He sat in front of you not too long after. Do you feel that? It, there was, was there a law of attraction? Were you thinking about him? Were you studying him for, for you know, weeks, months prior? Was it literally just by a damn coincidence? Yeah, I don't think it was just a coincidence. I mean, for, for me to have one person out of, you know, six billion people on the planet at that time, and this one person that changed everything in my life to all of a sudden walk into the doors that I worked at, I don't, I don't consider that just a coincidence. I, I think it was a divine appointment, if anything. I think it was meant to be. I think there's a bigger purpose than it being about me or about Zig. I think, uh, I think I was supposed to carry on his legacy. And of course, I really couldn't carry on his legacy with, without this kind of an impactful story and credibility that came from being mentored by him. And you talk about RTO, recognize the opportunity. Yes. So talk about, recognize the opportunity at that young age. How old were you, 25, did you say? Yeah, 25 years old. And, um, you know, a lot, of, a lot of Zig's teaching was talking about being aware and making sure that um, you take advantage of every moment, basically living in the moment, right? Yes, I love that. So anybody listening, if there's an opportunity for you to get with an influencer, get with somebody that you look up to, if there's that one second of opportunity that you think it could, it could happen, Take it. Absolutely take it. I love that. And let's kind of go back a little bit. You talked about being depressed uh, because that girl had bro you know, broken your heart. How old were you at that age? I was about 24, 25. It was, it was, it was right well, before this. Within about a year that I moved to uh, Florida from Canada, and it was after she had broken my heart, I decided to move on. And you said you were depressed and things happened. How did you get out of the depression? Um, you know, again, just going back to Zig, and I, I think, you know, I'm, I'm a Christian, and I just believe through prayer and other people praying for me, God often will take things that are terrible. You know, a depression isn't something he wants, mm. but he'll often take something that's so terrible in your life and turn it into good. And I think that was a, that was a time where um, things were so bad for me. I didn't see any hope for the future whatsoever. I couldn't see. I didn't have any faith. And I think once I, I became a Christian that year, uh, things just started to turn around and how I saw things and I started to believe and I started to really just march down a pathway to start winning. And here I am. I love it. And, and 
I, what I want to dive into is, is something else that I, I mentioned in the intro. And it is when your wife is six months pregnant and you find out something and you got to tell her um, and you told her in a certain way. And I love, I want you to tell the story because you can say it way better than I can. Tell everybody what happened when your wife was six months pregnant many years ago and, and the process you yeah. put around uh, that mindset shift. So that was another interesting time of my life. Fortunately, this was post Ziegler training, okay? So, yeah. <laughs> uh, um, so now here I am about 30 years old. I'd wrapped everything up with the, with the gyms. I got recruited by America Online. I worked with the executive team over there. And, uh, you know, AOL at the time was kind of a rocket ship. It was just taken off. And we went from 9 million members to like 53 million members, almost like that. But uh, one day they, they merged with Time Warner. All of a sudden, everything got really rocky and unstable. And I got let go with a bunch of other people. And I remember I used to walk outside. And every time I hit the steps, that was my indicator every day to just say, Chris, did you give it your all today? And I, and I recommend the audience, find something in your day, whether it's a place or a thing or a music or something just to remind you to ask yourself, did I give everything I had today? Did I give it my all? Mm. Because really that's all we have control over every single day anyways. But I hit these stairs that day after getting my pink slip and getting fired. And I went and I, I looked up and I'm like, Oh, okay. Did I give it my all today? And I'm like, you know what? And I just started thinking out loud, like, man, I didn't deserve this. This is terrible. By the way, I was the number one representative out of 3,000 for three years in a row. I won the presidential award at this place and they let me go. And I'm like, how could I perform any better? Mm -hmm. So the only thing that dawned on me, you know, and Zig always taught, you know, you can't control your circumstances, but you can control how you respond to your circumstances. And this was one of those moments I just went, I got it. This must be a promotion. I'm not going to get negative about this. I'm not going to get depressed about this. I'm being launched into something even better for my life. Yes, getting fired stinks. It sucks. But I'm going to go ahead and just believe it's a promotion. So I went home, and my wife was excited to see me. I came home early, obviously. She goes, oh, my gosh, what are you doing home? And I said, honey, I'm so excited. I said, I can't believe I got to share this with you. I said, I just got a promotion. She said, what? She goes, oh, my gosh, we're broke. We need the money. This is great news. We just bought a house. I mean, we're literally broke because we invested everything we had into the house. And uh, she said, well, what are you going to be doing? I said, honey, I don't know, but I just got let go from America Online, but I refuse to believe this is anything other than a promotion. <laughs> and uh, she naturally didn't have the faith I did at that moment and broke down and was crying and is to have a procedure that directs your sleep quite devastating. Changing procedure. By the way, I'll share that with your audience if they're interested. Yes. They could just send me a, an email at CEO at interchanges.com and I'll share with them basically that I would have been able to achieve what I've achieved if I had not made that mindset shift. And that's why it's so important for the people that are listening out there. What are you saying to yourself on a daily basis? What yeah. kind of thoughts are going through your mind? And you know, one of the best ways to control your thoughts is to have a procedure that directs your thoughts. And I've got a life-changing procedure. By the way, I'll share that with your audience if they're interested. Yes. They could just send me a, an email. Triggered yourself. At interchanges.com. And I'll share with them, basically, their, their positive affirmations. And if you read these every day for 30 days, it literally will change your life. So that's how I ended up getting my quote-unquote promotion. <laughs> I love that. And it's, 
you're so correct about the words we say mean so much, right? It creates our thoughts, which creates our feelings, which creates our action or non-action. But you had said something and you didn't use the word, but you said when you stepped on those stairs every single day, you basically triggered yourself to say, did I give it my all? And I am a huge, huge believer and a component of putting triggers out there for us to benefit. We have a lot of triggers that, that don't benefit us. Um, and if we understand those, we could obviously switch them, but some triggers, tell me about what you feel about triggers and why they're so important um, and how people can implement triggers in their life to benefit them uh, to, to really progress daily. So I think we're using uh, similar language, but I, I like to use the word habit instead because, you know, Tom Ziegler is obviously a very good friend of mine. And one time we were, he was speaking and somebody in the audience said, Tom, what is the fastest way to success? And all, without even thinking, he said, the fastest way to success is replace bad habits with good habits. And everybody was like, oh, you know, it was a really, really great quote, you know, and he went, hold, hold on a second. He, he literally looked over and he said, um, have I said that before? Did I read that off the internet? Where did that come from? And immediately we went and quoted it quickly because it was, it was authentically is. Yes. But everything I do in my coaching program is towards that end is, you know, we, we all have these weird habits or things that we're doing that are not productive. They're not helping and they're not positive. And the faster we can replace those with good habits, the quicker our life goes. So it's just a matter of identifying our weaknesses and creating a, creating a pathway to the strengths. I think some people have an issue though with getting into the good habit, right? So for instance, like when I wake up, one of my triggers to create a good habit is when my feet touch the floor, I grab a bottle of water. So my trigger is feet touch the floor. And I think people, are, they need to have a trigger in my mind for certain things to replace the, the bad habit with a good habit. You know, a trigger could be um, if they're, you know, getting distracted while they're on the computer um, and they could put a post-it up there and it's a physical trigger, right? Or, or and I think Tony was about a lot. You know, the, the tell you he has a, right, and he a plunge pool that he jumps into every morning just to wake his butt up and put him that you could give to the audience that would help them take a bad habit into a good habit or just help them yourself up. I think that's a really good habit to get into because you want to be fully awake and ready to go. Like this morning that I use on a daily basis at my time is at 1030. We started this meeting here AM and on the East coast. And, uh, you know, I was fired up at 830. I was ready to go. So I think putting yourself in those habits also at night when I'm winding down, uh, you know, trying to have a warm bath or a warm shower, have a hot tea, you know, cold in the morning, warm at night. Those are kind of things that really do make a difference to, to help regulate and uh, wake myself up. I think that's a really good habit to do. Say, man, I take a cold. So I, I start off with warm and then I get. I was, you know, I don't know what time is it here. 1030. We started this meeting here AM and on the East Coast. And, uh, you know, I was fired up at 830. I was ready to go. So I think putting yourself in those habits also at night when I'm winding down, uh, you know, trying to have a warm bath or a warm shower, have a hot tea, you know, cold in the morning, warm at night. Those are kind of things that really do make a difference to, to help regulate waking up and sleeping. Yes. And, and I do the same, man. I take a cold. So I, I start off with warm and then I get, it gets colder and colder. Um, and I actually do my affirmations in the cold water. Uh, so as it's being down and do my affirmations, I'm, I'm the same, same way. And so my trigger to create that good habit was when conditioner goes in my hair, turn on the cold water. That's just like a trigger I have to make sure I do it every single time. And then it becomes business as usual, right? You don't even need to think about 
oh, sh- you know, conditioner in my hands, you know, hair, turn on the cold water. It just happens because you've created the habit. The habit. There yes. you go. I love it. I love it. Um, let's talk about your why. Yeah, I, I, and, and there's so many different people that I have on the show that their why is obviously different than next person, next person. Um, but I truly want to know what is it that makes you wake up at X, you know, in the morning and go ahead and, and get through the nose and really do what you need to do, uh, even when you don't want to do it. So a couple of thoughts. I mean, the, the typical answer is I want to be a phenomenal example. Become a good friend to my kids. You know, said it better than I did, but we've we've lived the same way for a long time. Get out the door every time at the right time in the morning, or they see me go into my home office, close the door and get busy. I, I'm really trying to dice. He's going to be introduced to the person who's the best version of himself. And he does a huge part of my why. Uh, the other thing that really is kind of motivating, and, and I went and interviewed a gentleman by Ed My named Ed Milet. He understands exactly who this guy is mm-hmm. because he's lived to his full potential. And I think for me too, you know, I I didn't grow up with a silver spoon in my mouth. I, I wasn't the most educated person in the world. That doesn't mean I don't have the ability to succeed. That doesn't mean I don't have the ability to reach my full potential. So I'm constantly chasing my full potential so that I can help everybody else who's behind. And that's really my goal. Is I, uh, One of Zig's quotes changed my life forever. He said, you can have everything you want in life if you'll just help enough other people get what they want. Can you repeat that? Because that's gold. I've heard it before and I want people to hear it, but I also want people to engrave it into their mind and actually feel it. So go ahead one more time, please. But that doesn't mean I don't have the ability to succeed. That doesn't mean I don't have the ability to reach my full potential. So I'm constantly chasing my full potential so that I can help everybody else who's behind. And that's really my goal is uh, one of Zig's quotes changed my life forever. He said, you can have everything you want in life if you'll just help enough other people get what they want. Can you repeat that? Because that's gold. I've heard it before and I want people to hear it, but I also want people to engrave it into their mind and actually feel it. So go ahead one more time, please. Again, that's why I was losing jobs and losing friends and losing money and losing everything. I was a loser. (laughs) That That one thought changed everything for me because it was no longer about me. It was about, hey, what can I do to help you? What can I do to make a difference in other people's lives? What can I do to... Uh, develop the right habits, the right skill sets inside of me to make it better for everyone around me, right? So that was really how I just started thinking and I've ran my business this way. You know, it's it's not about what we're getting from our company. That's why we're always touting what we've done for other people. Hmm. You know, 1.2 billion actually Got to correct you. It's $1.4 billion we're out <laughs> My bad, brother. My bad. No, 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 no problem. I mean, we just found out recently. So, um, but yeah, generating $1.4 billion for our clients. That's what's important to me. You know, the money that comes to us, well, that's just a reward for solving problems. Mm. So if you really want to change your life and you really want to get to the next level in your life, start adopting that one philosophy. I, I think it would be miraculous what happens in your life just in the first 30 days. You can have everything you want in life if you'll just help enough other people get what they want. Gold, gold. And I tell every single time, every time I start the show, my intro, I tell everybody, make sure you got a pen and paper ready. Um, and we got some gold being dropped right now. Let's, let's rewind a little bit because I still want to dive into your why. Because I think it's super important in my mind. You said that you want to be a phenomenal example, right, for your kids and and 
why is that even important? Some people don't care. I, mean, I was talking with one of my coaches the other day. He's like, John, some people are just shitty fathers and they let their wife do everything and, and they don't care about being the example. Why is it so damn important for Chris Patterson to you know, be a phenomenal example? <sighs> you know, if I, if, I, if I really need to think about it, my, um, I had a tumultuous upbringing as a kid, but I always looked up to my dad. Um, my mom and my dad are phenomenal people. They just didn't work out together. And uh, even though I was bounced around to schools. And- Even important. Some people don't care. I, mean, I was talking with one of my coaches the other day. He's like, looked at my dad. some people are just shitty fathers. And be half the man he is. Mm. And I was always chasing, trying to become as good or, you know, better if I could be than what my dad. And that's, that's an almost an impossibility in my mind, by the way. He's just the most amazing man on the planet. You know, here I am now in a position. I've heard it said before, you don't have any control over your first childhood, but you have 100% control over your second childhood which is when you become a parent. Love that. Me being obviously a new parent 15 months, but that is, that is, that gave me chills. People, you better listen to that and live by it because that was good, Chris. Thank you. I love it. So so knowing that I'm in a position where I have 100 better if I could be than what my dad, and that's that's almost an impossibility in my mind, by the way. He's just the most amazing man on the planet. You know, here I am now in a position, I've heard it said before, you don't have any control over your first childhood but you have 100% control over your second childhood, which is when you become a parent. Love that. Me being obviously a new parent 15 months, but that is, that is, that gave me chills. People, you better listen to that and live by it because that was good, Chris. Thank you. I love so, <laughs> so knowing that I'm in a position where I have 100%, 100% control to be, you know, behave in a certain if you go to prison, the worst thing they can do to you is not beat you, not hurt you, not criticize you. The worst thing they can do to you is put you in solitary confinement. That's crazy to me. It, and the reason, the reason it's crazy is, you know, if, if that shouldn't be such a big deal. Oh, all they did is go put in a box. They went from one box to another box. But when you go from a box with people to a box with no people, you start to lose your mind. Ah, uh, yeah. So why are we not doing everything that we possibly can to be the best version of ourselves and infect and influence as many people as we possibly can throughout our lifetime? So those are just some of the random thoughts I have in my mind that really just keep me moving along and trying to be the best version I possibly can be for myself and others. I love that. I love that. And quick little story about me. So I was in jail. I was in solitaire, but, and when I go back and and I can connect the dots, I would have these grown men. Now I was much younger than these guys. I would have these grown men coming up to me in my cell, telling me about their problems and asking me how I could help them. And I, and this was, you know, many, many years ago. And it, I never realized until probably about three to four months ago that God and the signs were in front of me for so long that my mission and my passion was to help. I love that. And quick little story about me. So I was in jail. I was in solitaire, but and when I go back and I, and I can connect the dots, I would have these grown men. Now I was much younger than these guys. I would have these grown men coming up to me in my cell, telling me about their problems and asking me how I could help them. And I, and this was, you know, many, many years ago. And it, 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 it sparks a little bit of a fire into my ass when I realized I've wasted time, but also without the obstacles I had to go through after that, I wouldn't be who I am today. Right. So people create the, I absolutely love, Love that analogy about being show me and show me, but I didn't RTO. I didn't recognize the opportunity. 
And I, I got chills thinking about it, man, because so many times and I look back, it's like, I helped this person. I changed their life. I didn't even know. And it's it just, it's it just crazy to me how you talk, you brought up the whole jail thing. And that's really, it, it sparks a little bit of a fire into my ass when I realized I've wasted time, but also without the obstacles I had to go through after that, I wouldn't be who I am today. Right. So uh, I, I, I absolutely love the opportunity clock goes off in solitaire and, and I get it obviously, yeah. <laughs> you know? uh, but okay. Perfect brother. So the most important four hours of your day off, you know, I try to get my cold shower in. I try to get either get a meal or go do fasted cardio, fasted workout. Um, you know, obviously I, I, I try to maximize my day because I think time is pressed. I'm in the gym. I'm, I'm hitting it pretty often either, you know, on the way to the gym or in the car before I get to the gym. I'll be uh, shooting off some emails. Hold on. What did you just say? The opportunity clock goes off. <laughs> yes. Spend a little bit of time with the kids. If I can, try to encourage them, have my coffee, and get on with, get on with my day. So usually, first two hours of the day is what I consider self-care. You know, am I taking care of myself to get myself awake? Am I taking care of myself to get myself in shape? Am I taking care of myself with the right food, the right nutrients into my body? Um, by the way, I, I'm a huge proponent of taking care of yourself before anybody else. And it's actually not selfish. And as much as it sounds like it is, you know, you think about going onto an airplane, what's the first thing the stewardesses say if there's, you know, <laughs> things are going bad? You know, put the oxygen mask on yourself first so you can then breathe and help somebody else continue to live too. So if we have no oxygen, if we have, if we're not taking care of ourselves, then I think it's almost impossible to be able to take care of others as well. So self-care is not selfish. Self-care is actually a huge advantage for the other people that are around you in your life. As much as it sounds like it is. Love it. And what about, that? and self-care is not selfish, but I'm writing this down because I'm a huge component. Once again, everything you're saying, we're aligning so much that it just, you know, confirms that I'm doing what I need to be doing to be successful and, and to, uh, you know, be up there with like-minded individuals, the highest achievers and the highest performers. But what about the two before you go to sleep? Two before I go to sleep, man, I, I, just to be completely straight up honest, I've got the most beautiful, wonderful, funny, hilarious little girl. Her name's Corinne. And I just love spending time with, with her just because this happened last night. Uh, we watch a show called Big Brother together. Mm -hmm. And it's just a silly kind of game show, reality show. And we watch that together and have fun. Or we like, like to watch uh, America's Got Talent. So I like to spend some time with her because we really bond and connect. And can you believe they did that or whatever? So that's a lot of fun. Um, my, other, my other son, my middle boy, he's a, uh, he's a professional gamer. So he's, he was number one in Fortnite in the United States <laughs> just a few weeks ago. So I love to watch him play. I even try to jump in there and get wiped out really quick while I'm playing. Um, and then my, my oldest son, I just love having conversations with my oldest son. So most of my, most of my night is spent, you know, spending time with my kids and uh, just trying to connect with them and having some fun. Um, I don't have any serious rituals or anything like that in the evenings. Um, but one of the rituals I should rewind a little bit that, that is very helpful. I've got this thing called a performance planner that I've been using for the last 20 plus years. Uh, I literally have like, 20 of these things all stacked up from over the years. Uh, one of the keys to my success, by the way, I try to spend 1% of my day in my performance planner, planning out today and then planning out tomorrow. And 1% of your day, by the way, is 14 minutes. So I think that 14 minutes 
changes everything when you're really trying to plan and live intentionally to uh, make your life the best that it can possibly be, not just today, but for tomorrow as well. I love it. Let me ask you, where's your phone at in those last two hours? I literally have one usually beside me. Yeah. Are you, uh, are you on it? And ears. One of the keys to my success, by the way, I try to spend 1% of my day in my performance planner, planning out today and then planning out tomorrow. And 1% of your day, by the way, is 14 minutes. So I think that 14 minutes changes everything, unless it's a commercial or, the, or trying to plan and live intentionally. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. But, uh, you know, I, I, I do try to wind down my phone in the evenings. Not perfect at it. But, uh, you know, it's kind of, it's like dopamine. I mean, it's been proven that there's somewhat of a little bit of an addiction, especially when you're doing fun stuff like you shut it down. Are you aware of it um, so that you're present? Give me a little insight. Yeah. Um, so what my, my daughter, you know, when we're watching movies or whatever, um, she likes to check her stuff too, but we make a pact that we're not going to check it unless it's a commercial or the, or the show is over. And, expectations uh, are set. <laughs> yes. Yes. But, uh, you know, I, I, I do try to wind down my phone in the evenings. Not perfect at it. But, uh, you know, it's kind of, it's like dopamine. I mean, it's been proven that there's somewhat of a little bit of an addiction, especially when you're doing fun stuff like you and I, we can't wait to jump in our email. Hey, did anyone respond? Or what's going on on Instagram or Facebook? Or all these things, right? Well, I don't consider that a negative, by the way. Uh, again, social media to me is just a way to help more people. It's just an avenue to reach more people. Waste, I don't want to watch their stuff. You know, they're, they're, I don't know them. So I make sure that I go through and I'm doing on a regular basis, I'm doing spring cleaning on all my electronics. So my computer and my cell phone and everything else, putting spam protectors in place so I don't have to read people's spam every day. So I, I really think if you use digital properly, it can be a huge blessing. But if you're letting it, like you said, control your life, it's a huge detriment. So. Two different ways to look at digital, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. So you talked about the, the 1%, the 14 minutes. Can, can you give them a, maybe one of your best practices for goal setting? Would love to. Um, this is my, oh, my computer and my cell phone and everything else, putting spam protectors in place so I don't have to read people's spam every day. So I, I really think if you use digital properly, it can be a huge blessing. But if you're letting it, like you said, control your life, it's a huge detriment. So two is you take a page and at the top of it, you write, who do I want to be? The next page. Can, can you give them a, maybe one of your best practices for goals? And what do I want to have? So this is called dream casting. This is casting a dream for your life. Okay. Now dreams are useless unless you could turn them into actionable goals. But we start with dreams to start eliminating what's real, realistic and what's not. So, be, do, have. So for your audience, and I, I want you guys to do this, listen to the words that are coming out of my face. Uh, go find three people. At the top of it, you write, who do I want to be? The next page, you write down, what do I want to do? The next page, you write down, what do I want to have? So this is called dream casting. This is casting a dream for your life, okay? Now, dreams are useless unless you could turn them into actionable goals, but we start with dreams to start eliminating what's real, realistic and what's not. So be, do, have. So for your audience, and I, I want you guys to do this, listen to the words that are coming out of my face. Uh, go find three pieces of paper and at one put everything I wanna be, everything I wanna do, everything I wanna have, and then start dreaming. Uh, there is no right or wrong answer, just start writing down 
who do I want to be? For me, just give you examples. Uh, I want to be a great dad. I want to be a great husband. I want to be a phenomenal boss. Um, I want to be respected in my community. I want, those are all the things that I want to be as a, as a person. It really gives you clarity with your vision. What do I want to do? Well, I've already achieved a lot of things that I wanted to do in life. I wanted to grow, grow a business. I wanted to establish a coaching business. So I'm doing all those things currently. What do I want to have? This is the most fun one, whether you guys believe it or not. But what are the things you want to have, man? What are the fun stuff you want to, like, I got a nice home. I, I bought really nice cars, you know, so I've, I, I go on these awesome vacations. So those are the things that I want to have. But they didn't just happen to me, John. It took planning and preparation. See, I believe everyone out there was born to win. But in order to win, you must first plan and prepare. And then and only then can you really expect to win. Mm. We can't be those kids that go, yo, man, I'm going to be a billionaire. I'm like, great. How are you going to do it? Yo, man, don't worry about me, man. You don't know me. I'm the man. I'm, the, I'm this, that. Come on, come on. And I'll be more than happy to give you a free session. That is going to be a billionaire. You're not going to be a millionaire. You're not going to have anything unless you plan and prepare. And then and only then can you expect to win. By the way, these uh, performance planners are 50 bucks a piece on the Ziegler website. Uh, as a Ziegler certified coach, um, I would be more than happy. Anybody that wants to schedule a free 30-minute session with me for coaching, I'll even give you one of these $50 planners for free. I'll send it to you. So if you're interested, hit me up at CEO at interchanges.com. And I'll be more than happy to give you a free session. You can go is, alone is your mind. So the more... Oh, yeah, man. I love it. I love it. So what happens when you get into a slump? What do you do when you're in a slump you know, you're in a fog. Um, what is the process that you put around in your life to get out of it and continue on? Um, trying to think of the best way to say this. It's really quite simple, but people need people. And I think the most dangerous place you can go is alone is your mind. So the more, the more that you are stepping out and trying to figure everything out all by yourself, it's a, it's a recipe for disaster. So don't let your mind be a dangerous place to go. If you're going to go investigate your mind, heart, your soul and your will, do it with somebody there. We've just been plant seeds and plant seeds and plant seeds. But I pick up the phone and I call a couple of my buddies, four different coaches I'd like to call. Another, another friend of mine, I believe in the coaching process so much, I know that uh, I'll figure things out on my own. But with coaches in my life, I can get there three, four, five times faster. And that's exactly what I'm trying to do is, you know, when I get, when I, and I do, I hit tough times. I mean, even the last couple of weeks, we've been doing so many things in the business. We don't see the results. The fruit isn't there. We've just been plant seeds and plant seeds and plant seeds. But I pick up the phone and I call a couple of my buddies. You know, Ed Milet's one of the people that I like to call. Another, another friend of mine, he's a marketing genius, Billy Jean. Billy Jean is marketing. I pick up the phone and call Billy Jean. So I've got these people in my life that I can say, yo, man, here's how I really feel today. Here's what's really going on. You know, can you help me? And sometimes it's just encouragement. Sometimes it's, hey, let's get tactical. Sometimes it's, hey, let's re revise what we're doing or what they see. You know, once is a mistake, twice is a coincidence, three times is a pattern. When somebody that's coaching me sees a pattern in my life and they don't bring it up, that, that they're not doing a good job coaching. You know, same for me when I'm working with somebody and trying to get the man right on the inside, but I keep seeing some ugliness in there. You know, I got to go, Hey bro, 
you know, that first time, let's call it a mistake. Second time, maybe that was a coincidence. But we're at five times now. It's a pattern, bro. We got to fix this. This is a wrong deal, you know? So having those kind of people in our lives is tremendously important. Yeah, and, and if your friends are all friendly, they're probably not the right friends. <laughs> yeah, and I, I mean, there's some people that mean well and they're good yeah. people in your life and that kind of thing. But, you know, when I want to get serious about my life and with somebody and trying to get the man right on the people that are going to tell me the truth. Seeing some what, what, what's one of your limited beliefs, man? Everybody that's successful has limited beliefs, no matter where they're at in life. Everybody that's not successful, they also have limited beliefs. But there's a difference on how we handle them from people like us who are successful and we have these limited beliefs versus the people who aren't as successful and let it take over them. What's one of your biggest limited beliefs that you overcame or that you just kind of got to overcome weekly, daily, monthly, whatever it is? So I lived with a, a limiting belief for decades. Serious about my business? I want serious people that are going to tell me the truth. Yes. What, what, what's one of your limited beliefs, man? Everybody that's successful has limited beliefs, no matter where they're at in life. Everybody that's not successful, they also have limited beliefs. But there's a difference on how we handle them from people like us who are successful and we have these limited beliefs versus the people who aren't as successful and let it take over them. What's one of your biggest limited beliefs that you overcame or that you just kind of got to overcome weekly, daily, monthly, whatever it is? So I lived with a, a limiting belief for decades and I didn't even realize how badly it was affecting me. I mean, I'd, I'd conquered it somewhat because I was still succeeding, right? You know, I've built a, a successful agency. I've got a successful reputation, all those kinds of things. But uh, for years, it would nag me that I didn't feel like I was smart enough. I didn't feel like I had enough intelligence. I, he said, one day, me and my wife were going ahead to really grow a business. Or we walked over the porch and down the steps. And we got down to the steps there was a little goat had self-limiting belief. And I went to wife, if she moved right, he would move right. If she moved left to get past him, he would move left. And eventually she kind of just pushed him out of the way and she said, get out of here, you dumb goat. He said, I turned and I looked at my wife and I said, honey, you do realize that goat is just as smart as God made him to be. Hmm. And he, and he told me that and he just kind of moved on and it just, it hit me in the head. I'm like, what is, what, what am I supposed to learn from this? What does this mean? You know? And uh, you know, I think, and he kept on standing in front of my wife. If she moved right, he would move right. If she moved in many different areas that we have these self-limiting beliefs, I am just as smart as I'm supposed to be because God made me this way and God don't make no junk. Yes. I love it. So if that's the case, then I need to accept where I'm at, who I am, what I'm capable of. And instead of trying to fix all my weaknesses, see, I really believe if you've got some strengths and you're 80% proficient, if you can increase that by 10 or 20%, now you're hitting 90, hundred percent of your, your uh, potential. But if you've got a weakness and you're only at 20% in that weakness and you increase it by 10 or 20%, well, you're still only operating in a 30, 40% efficiency. You're really not a rock star. So forget about our weaknesses. Let's get other people that are strong in those areas to help us build your dream team, so to speak, and then focus on your strengths. So then you can become that 100% proficiency in each one of those areas. Stop beating yourself up about the areas that you stink in, which by the way, one of my areas that I stink in, you're hitting 90, 100% of your, your uh, potential. But if you've got a weakness and you're only at 20% in that weakness, and you increase it by 10 or 20%, well, you're still only operating in a 30, 40% efficiency. You're really not a rock star. So forget about our weaknesses. Let's get other people that are strong in those areas to help us 
build your dream team, so to speak, and then focus on your strengths. So then you can become that 100% proficiency in each one of those areas. Stop beating yourself up about the areas that you stink in, which by the way, one of my areas that I stink in. Sound good? Sounds scary. Let's go. I love it. Okay. Failure. Success. Fear. Winning. Hustle. Do more. Success to you. Maximizing the God. All right, this is the skills and abilities that he's given me. I love it. So when you go up to the white pearly gates, we talked about Ed Milet always talks about it. When you go up there, man, and you see him, what do you want him to sound good? Sounds scary. Let's go. I love it. Okay. Failure. Success. Fear. And uh, I think if I can just hear well done, that would mean the world to me. Uh, I don't need anything more. Those two words is enough. Well done. So I live my life. And again, this ties into my why and my legacy and what I'm trying to pass on is I just want to have a, a job well done. I love it. I love it, man. I appreciate the honesty and, and vulnerability in that. And when we rest, say to you. I mean, the Bible says clearly that when we do meet our Lord and our Savior, he will say, well done, good and faithful servant. And uh, I think if I can just hear well done, that would mean the world to me. Uh, I don't need it. They could take action on now and implement now in order to be better today than they were yesterday. So you're Gosh. talking three things. So the top three things for me, yeah. it all starts with goal setting and achievement. I, I think if we don't have a target that we can see, how in the world are we going to shoot and hit it? We have to have a target in front of us that's plain as a bullseye. It's red with white rings with a center, and we know exactly what we're shooting for. So I wasn't planning on this, but I honestly think the, the first thing you should do, hit me up and get this book. Because through here, we can do the be, do, have exercise. Once we go through the be, do, have exercise, now you can start developing what really are your goals that are fair to yourself, fair to your family, fair to everybody else, and they energize you. Once we've, once we've developed or we have identified your goals, then we can go through a seven-step process. I'm actually going to give it to you. I want to give you the seven steps that we go through. Yes. And, and this is all part of the goal-setting process. Is that correct? It is. It is. And this is what I, I, I do a lot of my coaching, but I'll give you kind of the seven steps quickly. Number one is identify your goals. Number two is what are the benefits of reaching this goal? Kind of what is your why? Why do I want to do this in the first place? Why do I want to lose 30 pounds? Why do I want to get a new job? Why do I want to get out of debt? Start writing those down. Number three is what are the major obstacles or mountains I need to climb to reach this goal? Most people never anticipate problems, but that's why the gym is full on January 1st and it's empty by March 1st right? Because they didn't realize it was going to hurt a little bit. They didn't realize it was going to take time. They didn't realize they'd have to change their eating habits. They thought all they'd have to do is work out and everything would be better in a month. <laughs> so start identifying what those major obstacles are so you can know what they are in advance. Number four is what skills or knowledge is required to achieve this goal. Again, let's go with exercise just to keep it simple. What personal trainers to reach this goal? Books do I need to read? What videos should I watch on YouTube? Uh, what kind of uh, meal plan should I be on? Get those skills that are required to accomplish the goal. Number five is individual groups, companies, and organizations you can work with to help you. Now, this is the one that I, I like to hone in on because I think one of the biggest mistakes people make in their quest for success is they don't ask enough people to help them. 
I really believe, like, uh, Zig used to say, if you see a turtle at the top of a fence post, chances are he didn't get there by himself. <laughs> Tur turtles can't climb people. So somebody put that turtle up there. You know, <laughs> for me, I've had so many people that have helped me come alongside of me. Um, you know, and I've got my, my personal dream team, my accounting team, my, my attorneys, my, my, my sales team, my marketing team, I've got all these different people. But we need to make sure that we're developing and getting those people into our lives that will help us achieve our goals and hold us accountable to achieving our goals. Uh, number six is what is your plan of action for reaching this goal? Here's where you get tactical. Can't climb people. So somebody put that turtle up there. You know, <laughs> I'm going to watch all these motivational videos. Um, I'm going to check in every Sunday to see how I did versus last Sunday. That's your plan of action. And then last but not least, what is your completion date? So your completion date really just breaks down and tells you exactly the day that you're expecting to lose that 20 pounds or 30 pounds or get out of debt or buy that piece of property or move jobs. So make sure that you've got a completion date to hold yourself accountable. And by the way, with all these things that I just shared with you, you're really not training yourself as much as you're training your self-conscious. Your self-conscious does not know the difference between a list of stuff you wrote on a book versus realizing it and actually making it happen. That's why goal setting is so tremendously important because it activates our subconscious to go after those things that we just set as a target. Yes. Man, that your move jobs. So make sure that you've got a completion date to hold yourself accountable. And I appreciate you for, for launching that because some people are going to hold that in and say, hey, give me a call and I'll show you these. So the value you just gave them right there, I appreciate you doing that. And, and uh, super, super honored that you did that. So that's two things. So we got goal setting. We got, got get the book because obviously with just that little bit of information in there, you know the rest of it is going to be amazing because it's going to help you track. And I think that's the big thing. It's going to give you something to do daily to stay on track. But what's number three, man? What's one more thing they could take action on? Yeah, I mentioned it earlier, but I really think it's been one of the major keys to my success, you know, spending that 14 minutes and writing down, hey, what are my priorities today? Let me make it even easier for your audience. Yes. Do this. Just write down your top five priorities every day. Let's say we just do it Monday through Friday. Weekends, go have fun. Monday through Friday, what are the top five things I can write down that can make my life better tomorrow? Okay. Working out might be one of those. Eating healthy might be one of those. Making a certain one more thing they could take action on. Yeah, I, I mentioned it earlier, but I, I really think it's been one of the major keys to my success. You know, spending that 14 minutes and writing down, hey, what are my priorities today? Let me make it even easier for your audience. Yes. Do this. Just write down your top five priorities every day. Let's say we just do it Monday through Friday. Weekends, go have fun. Monday through Friday, what are the top five things I can write down that can make my life better tomorrow? Okay. Working out might be one of those. Eating healthy might be one of those. Making a certain amount of sales calls, uh, going to a certain amount of networking events, uh, maybe learning some new course online. I mean, these are all different things that we can do today that make life better. Now imagine that. Five times a, five times a day. The compound that Darren Hardy talks about, the compound effect of that, it's not what, what, what happens tomorrow okay, or even the next day. It's later that week, later that month, at the end of the year, at the end of your life. I love that, man. The location of it, it's 240 top five priorities in one year. Tell me, John, if you were doing the top five things for yourself 
every day, 240 times a year, 240 tasks like that, that your life and everybody else's life would not be better. It's virtually impossible. The compound of it, right? The compound that Darren Hardy talks about, the compound effect of that, it's not what, what, what happens tomorrow or even the next day. It's later that week, later that month, at the end of the year, at the end of your life. I love that, man. I love the way you made, made it to, to then to realize that it's not just about the five today. It's about the 200, whatever the number was, plus in a year from now. Yep. Yeah. And, and there's no way that you cannot progress daily without doing this. If you do this, where you just went over the, the, the three things, my audience, guys, if you're listening, if you do these three things, we talk about the power of progression, right? that is 100% going to progress you to creating the ultimate version of yourself. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. So th this is your floor now. I want everybody to know where they can find you, what's coming up for Chris, um, and, and give them a little bit of information on how they can reach out to you. Sure. I mean, right now, my main focus is, you know, when I started my career, I, I lived in, I was in survival mode. And then eventually, little by little, I got to stability. And then I got to a place of success. And then ultimately where we all want to be is living a life of significance where we're impacting other people instead of just ourselves. So I've gone through all four of those stages. So right now I want to live a life of significance, make a difference in other people's lives as much as I possibly can. So one of the ways that I do that, I do post videos on Instagram quite a bit and Facebook. You can find it for me right now. It make sure you guys go follow him. Uh, you know, if, if nothing else, follow him, watch, his videos, watch the content that you put out because I love it. At interchanges.com. I'm sure John will figure out a way to put it on the screen here somewhere. <laughs> uh, but anyways, uh, I think if we quick look, so you're one of the people that uh, I definitely do follow. And, and I think if, if anybody, if you want to have a conversation, hit me up. CEO, 30 minute call, at least follow. I'll be more than happy him on your radar and just watch what you know he's doing. And um, I, I appreciate you. Anything else? that you want to give the audience right now? Any, any last words? You know, uh, it's funny. My, my little rhino head is over here. I got this faux fake rhino head that I keep in front of me at all times. And I love to tell the analogy about that just to leave you guys off with something positive. Uh, rhinoceros to me are one of the most fascinating animals. I found out years ago, they have an incredibly difficult time walking backwards in life. And I thought, really, I got to learn more about these rhinos. They can only really move forward. They can work, move backwards a little bit, but it's very uncomfortable for them. So they, they have their focus to only move forward in life. The second thing that's interesting to me about a rhino is they got this huge horn, you know, this sharp horn. And the reason it's actually there is for them to attack their problems. When they, when they feel threatened, when they feel nervous, when they feel anxious, they don't curl up into a ball and shake. I mean, this is a rhino. You know what I mean? So they man up, so to speak, and they just start charging at their problems. And I think too many of us, we cower and we get afraid. And actually, our problems get bigger and bigger when we do that. So charge your problems on a daily basis. Uh, last but not least, the, uh, the rhino is such a fascinating animal to me. They can run about 30 miles an hour by themselves. <laughs> pretty, pretty good. I mean, you think about going into a boat and, you know, going 30, 40, 50 miles an hour. These things can run about 30 miles an hour by themselves. But what's even more fascinating is a rhino can run up to 45 miles an hour when they're with other rhinos, when they're with a crowd and we get afraid. And actually our problems get bigger and bigger when we do that. So charge your problems on a daily basis. Uh, last but not least, the, uh, the rhino is such a fascinating animal to me. They can run about 30 miles an hour by themselves. 
<laughs> pretty, pretty good. I mean, you think about going into a boat and, you know, going 30, 40, 50 miles an hour, these things can run about 30 miles an hour by themselves. But what's even more fascinating is a rhino can run up to 45 miles an hour when the, I interviewed Grant Cardone not too long, a crash of rhinos, like a flock of seagulls, a crash of rhinos. So when they get around their boys, so to speak, or, you know, or their girls, all of a sudden they're moving forward, a humpback whale. And I'm like, man, you're gonna get killed. All you can do is you're in the ocean. I said, I, you know, I'm out here in the land actually doing stuff, making things happen. It was a funny conversation, but really <laughs> I, uh, I encourage you guys, think about these concepts that I've shared with you because life is tough, but the tougher we are on ourselves, the kinder life is going to be. So think of the rhino. The rhino doesn't sit back. They're not weak. They don't, they don't live in, in yesterday. They live in today. They charge their problems and they run with a really good, strong group of other animals to make them the best they can be. I have never heard the, the analogies of a rhino, how we can compare it to our life. And do you mind if I steal that shit? Because that is amazing. <laughs> Guys, be the rhino in your world and bring other rhinos around you. That is a phenomenal way to look at it. And and I I doesn't sit back. They're not weak. They don't they don't live in in yet. Today, they charge their problem. Second, you know what? Just for you and your audience, stay right there. Yes, I'll be right back. (laughs) That's awesome. While he's getting the rhino head, I hope that you guys are getting tons and tons of value. And even if it was just that last segment, that was awesome. This is what I stare at every single day. I keep this thing, I keep this thing hung up and I look at it every day. And I can't tell you how many times I've either been feeling a little bit down or, you know, we lost a big camera around. Hold on a second. You know what? Just for you and your audience, stay right there. Yes. I'll be right back. (laughs) <laughs> that's awesome while he's getting the man that's your trigger to say you know what absolutely get into, get into a better habit and move forward i love it chris i appreciate you i'm so grateful for the knowledge that you dropped the wisdom that you shared um, and, and helping every single person be better today than they were yesterday guys go follow him give him uh, a shot if you guys want to get that you know 30 minutes free coaching and get that that amazing amazing planner Uh, But make sure you at least follow him. He's dropped a lot of value. And if you guys have gotten value out of this show, do me a huge favor. Subscribe to the Power Progression Podcast if you haven't already. Um, If you're watching on YouTube, go ahead and subscribe down here. Also, make sure you write a review if you got value. What was the one thing that Chris had said that you took away from this podcast? And then go ahead and put it in the comments. Put it in a review um, and send it out. You know, he talked about the Zig Ziglar quote and talking about helping others. Send this out to somebody that you know can get a little bit, little bit better today than yesterday just by you sharing this one podcast, this one YouTube video with them and help them, right? I always talk about it, impact first, income second. So go ahead, share this out, write a review with your favorite takeaway. Um, make sure you guys follow me as well if you haven't already. It's at real you um, and send it out media platforms and Chris I thank you so much for jumping on here taking time out of your day um, and I'm excited to build a, a long lasting value adding relationship with you um, it's it, it's going to be amazing to be at that top with you and uh, you know be rhinos together right running at 45 miles an hour brother let's go brother hey to your audience get out there and live large yes
Yes, I love it. I love it. Guys, make sure, once again, you go follow Chris, follow me, subscribe, write a review. But most importantly, take the stuff that we went over and implement it. Implement it now. Don't wait. Don't wait for the law of diminishing intent to sink in, which is the longer you wait to do something, the less likely you are to do it. So take the information and create some kind of implementation off of it and start creating the ultimate version of you. Thank you guys for joining. And we are going to see you next week, next Tuesday. We drop another amazing episode. Until then, keep creating the ultimate version of you and make sure you implement the hell out of what we just went over. Have a good one, guys. See you guys. you wait to do something the less likely you are to do it so take the information and create some kind of implementation off of it and start creating the ultimate version of you thank you guys for joining and we are going to see you next week next tuesday we drop another amazing episode until then keep creating the ultimate version of you and make sure you implement the hell out of what we just went over have a good one guys see you guys